0: Hello and welcome to our city council meeting and our township meeting. We're actually going to start with city council swearing in and I'm going to turn that over to our staff. will Davion Williams, please step forward for your oath. Take your oath of office. So please raise your right hand and I'm going to have you face that way. Go ahead.
1: I, Davion Williams, have been elected to the office of city council member, district one and township trustee in the city of Champaign, in the county of Champaign, aforesaid do solemnly swear to affirm that I will support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Illinois and that I will faithfully discharge dis, dis, discharge the duties of the office of the city council member district one and township trustee to the best of my ability.
0: Will Alicia Beck, please step forward to take her oath of office. Please raise your right hand.
2: I, Alicia Beck have been elected to the office of city council member district two and township trustee in the city of Champaign, in the county of Champaign aforesaid do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support the constitution of the United States and the constitution of the state of Illinois. And I will faithfully discharge the duties of the office of City Council Member District 2 and Township Trustee to the best of my ability. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Well, Danny Niguez, please step forward to state your oath of office. Please raise your right hand.
3: I, Danny Inigas, having been elected to the office of City Council Member District 3 and Township Trustee in the City of Champaign in the County of Champaign, aforesaid, do solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution of the, United S- of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Illinois, and that I will faithfully discharge the duties of the office of the City Council Member District 3 and Township Trustee to the best of my ability.
0: Will Michael Fulmer please step forward to state your oath of office? So raise
4: your right hand. I, Michael Fulmer, having been elected to the office of city council member, district four and township trustee in the city of Champaign, in the county of Champaign, aforesaid, do solemnly swear that I will support the constitution of the United States and the constitution of the state of Illinois And that I will faithfully discharge the duties of the office of City Council Member, District 4, and Township Trustee to the best of my ability.
0: Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Will Vanna Pianfetti please step forward to state your oath? Please raise your right hand. I, Vanna
5: Pianfetti, having been elected to the office of city council member, district five and township trustee in the city of Champaign in the county of Champaign, aforesaid, do solemnly swear that I will support the constitution of the United States and the constitution of the state of Illinois, and that I will faithfully discharge the duties of the office of the city council member, district five, and Township Trustee to the best of my ability.
0: Congratulations to everyone I want to go ahead and give you each an opportunity to speak. We would normally do that if we were in person, and I'm just going to go by city council district. So council member Williams, if you have anything that you would like to say.
1: Greetings everybody. I just want to say, um, first of all, thanks. Thank you to the most high. Um, the creator of everything. Um, Thank you to the ancestors, without the ancestors, I'm nothing. Um, To my elders, my family and friends, my church, my constituents, thank you so much. We did it now, it's time to get to work. Um, So um, it ain't gonna work if we all don't work together. So, all right, thank you. Peace and love.
6: Thank you, Councilmember Beck.
2: Uh, Thanks so much. I am very excited about uh, serving my second term on city council four years ago. When I was first elected, I ran on the um, ran my campaign on being a fresh perspective for uh, my district. And as a second term um, council member, I think you know I can build on four years. I feel very proud of. I think we did a lot of great things for District Two, but also for the city as a whole. And um, I'm looking forward to the addition of our three city council members that have joined us, and uh, hope that they'll bring a fresh perspective as well to city council and that we can all work together to do the many big things that we need to do for our city. So there are some big, um, big changes, some big things that we need to address. And I know that we are all ready and willing to roll up our sleeves and get some things done. So looking forward to that. And thank you so much to the voters who've given me this opportunity to serve them for another four years.
0: Thank you, Councilmember Anegas.
3: Yes, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who supported me through the entire campaign process. As a uh, small business owner, anybody who's never been in business for themselves, you know that you know things can be pretty chaotic. So that along the campaign trail was uh, you know tested my mettle a little bit, but you know that's kind of what I'm about. I'm about doing the hard work and. It's the reason why I took this position, why I wanted to, to take this role um, to bring my uh, perspective to the city council. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, that are very near and dear to my heart that I hope to bring a perspective on. Um, a lot of things that I will share with you along the way in terms of my personal experiences that I hope will maybe just give you a different perspective on some of the things that uh, we are dealing with um, in Champaign and you know across the country. Um, I'm, uh, I'd like to thank the constituency for giving me the opportunity for listening to my message of uh, positivity and uh, communication. Um, you know, it's it's these are very uh, trying times politically, and uh, I think that uh, everybody's ready to just kind of put things aside and and uh, you know be more open to constructive conversations, and and that's what I'm here for. Um, uh, I want to thank all the all the uh, city council people who I've spoken with so far, and the others that I will be speaking with, um, you know, soon. I've had some great conversations. I'm very excited for the the opportunity. I'm humbled for the opportunity to be able to be in this position, and uh, I, you know, I really hope that all the teachers that I gave gray hair to, you know, many many years ago, will see my hard work and uh, you know see that it was well worth it. So thanks.
4: Thank you, Council Member Yeah, I just wanna say thank you so much to to everyone uh, who has supported me along the way. Um, And a a special thanks to my my partner and husband uh, who's been taking care of our four-year-old. It's a tough job uh, handling that while your partner's out on the campaign trail. So a special thanks to him. Uh, And uh, also to every person that I was able to have a, a conversation with over the past uh, few months. It's been really wonderful getting to know so many folks throughout Champaign. Uh, And I really look forward to continuing those conversations. So uh, I hope no one will ever be a stranger to me uh, and will always feel free to reach out to me. I can always be reached. um, And I I really look forward to all those conversations and all the great work we have to do here. So uh, thanks again to all of you uh, and and to everyone here on this screen. Uh, I look forward to working with all of you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, council member
4: Thank you, your
5: honor. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here um, to serve another term on city council. Um, first and foremost, I do thank my family who um, walked alongside me as I um, knocked doors to get signatures and um, were very excited to campaign with me for a second term. Um, it's also um, my privilege to be able to represent District 5 residents again. I thank them for their support and their continued um, faith in me. As um, I sit here again, um, I will continue to respond to their emails, to their texts, to their phone calls um, when they walk alongside me as I take my walks or as we um, attend activities together. I think it's important, especially now as we have some critical issues coming up that um, they know that their voices are heard and that they're respected and that um, we are leading this together. And so I thank them for another opportunity to serve. um, To the city staff, thank you for always listening um, when there are questions and when there are needs in this community. Um, You make us look good and you make us um, feel like we are valued, whether we are representing um, one citizen or 10 or a hundred citizens or thousands of citizens. So thank you for that. And a special thank you to um, Joe and Brian and Jeff for the awesome oath of office. Um, While we can't be there in person, um, it was really great to be able to have, um, for those of us that could have our families there. Um, It really meant a lot to be able to bring that sense of family and community. a lot of hard conversations ahead. I know um, a lot of us said that already. Um, but I am ready for that challenge and I'm ready to collaborate. Um, for the new members on council, welcome. I'm excited to be able to share ideas and to collaborate with you. Um, we are an innovative and a in a bright city, and um, there's a lot that we can do right now. And I'm excited to get started again as we are moving forward. Um, a really interesting time, um, pandemic, post pandemic, I'm not really sure where we are. But I know that together we are all um, very strong in moving forward to make this um, and continue to make this the great city that it is. So thank you to everybody that voted for me and that continue to believe in the leadership of this city collectively
0: and individually me. So thank you. Thank you, and before I um, call to order the city of Champaign township meeting, and we all become town board members instead of council members, um, I just wanted to note that we will be swearing in um, township supervisor, Cornstrom and township assessor, Farachi, but they actually take office at a later date they're on a different schedule than we are so um, what you're looking at is the former or <laughs> township supervisor cornstrom who um, who is still serving out his last term um, and with that I will call to order the township meeting for May 4th 2021
7: um, and I would ask the clerk to please call the roll. Board member Beck? Present. Bruno? Here. Palmer. Here. Gladney? Present. Aniquez? Here. Kyles? Here. Pianfetti? Here. Williams? Here. Chairperson Finan?
0: I am also here. We need a motion on the approval of minutes.
7: Chairperson
5: Finan, I move that and that we approve and put on file the minutes of the regular board meeting for April 13th,
8: 2021.
0: Second. Is there any discussion of the or of the minutes? Seeing
7: none, will the clerk please call the roll? Board member Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Palmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. And Yes. Kyle? Yes. Pienfetti? Yes. Williams?
9: Yes.
7: Chairperson Finan? Yes. The
0: minutes are approved. Do we have any correspondence?
9: We have none, Your Honor.
0: We have the summary of the expenditures for March of 2021. Is there anything you'd like to say about that?
9: No, obviously it's um, it's a greater number than normal and that's um, all due to the provision of our uh, continued COVID rental assistance program. So um, that's uh, that's the primary reason that that number is so much higher than you would normally see.
0: Okay, and we need a motion to approve?
9: The place Chair on the for... file, yeah.
5: Uh, Chairperson Finan, I have a motion to approve and place on file the summary of expenditures for March of 2021.
0: Second. Any discussion? Clerk, please call the roll.
7: Board Member Beck? Yes. Bruno?
8: Yes. Yes. Omer. Yes. Gladney? Yes. Nikos? Yes. Kyle? Yes.
7: P and Fetty. Yes. Williams.
8: Yes.
7: Chairperson Finan.
8: Yes. The
0: third quarter GATA report.
9: Your honor. I would just note, as I mentioned, um, the COVID related distribution of funds over the last quarter um over two hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and we've seen a continued demand for that um of course as you all know the moratorium has not been lifted um and so we're still uncertain as to what uh, what housing looks like and what evictions look like if and when i assume when the eviction moratorium is lifted so we're going to continue um at the pace that we're at for now program um, is brought. and hopeful for for continued funds but uh but that's a, a Pretty clear summary of where we're at.
0: Okay, and we need a motion. I didn't think
5: there was a motion.
0: To approve and place on file the third quarter report.
2: Your Honor, I make a motion to approve and place on file the third quarter gather report for fiscal year 2021.
10: Second.
0: Is there any discussion? Well, the clerk, please call the roll.
7: Board member Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Ballmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. And Niquez? Yes. Kyle? Yes. P and Yes. Williams? Yes. Yeah. Chairperson Finan? Yes.
8: yes.
0: That is also placed on file. Uh, Supervisor Kornstrom, am I turning it over to you now?
9: Thank you, your honor. I'm going to share my screen and provide just a brief uh, budget presentation as I do every year. Um, And this again is is very brief. It really just highlights some of the changes um, that we're going to see in this year's budget. Um, Our budget was uh, posted at not only our township offices, but also on our website. Uh, and um, notice of our public hearing on June 1st was put in the News Gazette last week. So um, it's available for viewing, uh, should anybody be interested. Um, As a, pardon me, I need to figure out how to, uh, there we go. Um, For those that don't know, uh, we have three primary funds. We have the Supervisor's Administration Fund, the Assessor uh, and the General Assistance. some notes for the um, supervisors administrative. Um, you know, We increased one of our part-time employees to full-time. So we now have a total of five full-time employees in the supervisor's office. And um, that employee was previous part-time in our housing assistance. But as I noted, we've seen such a um, significant increase in our housing demands that that employee is now um, full-time. Um, and so there's a slight increase in the budget there, as well as with our medical IMRF. And, uh, general, um, personnel costs. Uh, and then the only other significant one to note is our prosperity gardens operating costs. Um, we've increased that 10% to 42,500. We're actually below budget this year, quite significantly. And that's credit to the farm manager, but we're also expanding our prosperity gardens to the Beardsley park site this year. And so we're recognizing some increased costs, but it also will provide us with, um, an additional one acre of, um, urban farming land, so it's going to be significant. It's a pretty good bang for our buck. Um, and as you note there, the supervisor's total budget, um, and this can be found in detail on our website, um, and, and the increase, again, due to the full-time employee uh, and Prosperity Gardens. Our general assistance fund, um, we've increased our rental assistance from 45000 to 60000 the This is the previous rental assistance fund. This isn't our COVID-related fund. Um, We continue to see in Champaign um, and Urbana, um, a demand for housing assistance. We have a lack of affordable housing in our community. um, And uh, we've recognized, as I noted, a higher demand year after year. So we increased that to that point. This year um, isn't really a fair assessment of what our housing assistance is for just our basic housing assistance, because there's an eviction moratorium and because so many of those affected um, are eligible for COVID assistance, but we do believe that uh, the demand will continue to be great and increase. Um, and then our CEO work program, which not only does beautification work throughout the city, um, primarily in the winter now, but also prosperity gardens work. We've increased that just because um, the increase of Beardsley parks gardens will um, recognize an increase in work for our um, homeless men and women. And so that's going to cover those costs. Um, As you see, general assistance budget is a modest increase um, in total budget for that fund is 369,000. The assessor's office last, but of course not least for our assessor, uh, Farachi. He currently is budgeted for four full-time employees, plus his one third contract employee. Um, He too, of course, is seeing a slight increase in personnel costs. And his only significant change in his fund is that of professional development. Uh, and that's really just due to higher educational costs um, because of COVID, I believe, but also higher standard for the assessors. Um, and I believe three out of the four full-time employees are certified assessors. So they have to go through um, various trainings throughout the year. Um, and of course, then his total budget, as you see there is $46,000. Again, budget's available at the city of Champaign Township in our offices, uh, as well as online. June 1st, we will have our public hearing on the budget. It'll be available in, um, uh, to discuss and then uh, ideally vote on by the board after that. Uh, lastly, any questions that the board might have?
0: Supervisor, I'm going to ask you to quit screen sharing so that I can see everybody's faces. Thank you. Um, is there anyone who has a question regarding the budget? I don't see any. Is there anyone in the audience who has a question regarding the budget? I see one hand. Councilmember Bruno, do you have that?
6: I'm gonna turn the microphone on for Rita.
0: Please state your name and city of residence and limit your comments to five minutes or less.
1: Good evening, Council Rita Connerly. Um, good to see all the new uh, board members here as part of the township uh, meeting. Thank you, Andy, for that presentation. Um, I, I do understand that there are a lot of increases across uh, townships budget. What my only concern is that we still do not have staffing that is diverse in our township office. I really would like to see um, a diverse, or at least get your one token person in office. Um, Additionally, I would definitely love to see more outreach to our Latinx population and making sure that we are getting the documents translated in both um, Spanish and um, French. Um, So those are just the only things that I wanted to know. Otherwise, I am very excited about the upcoming project at Beardsley. I think that's awesome. Also, all the good works that's going on with the relationships with CU at home. Um, so i um, just excited to see what the summer will bring as the township office continues to expand, but definitely looking to see more diversity and inclusion out of that office in addition to more outreach, um, uh, more outreach uh, into our community. So thank you again. and Have a great evening.
0: Thank you. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the town board?
6: Madam Mayor, or Madam Township? I see no other hands raised.
0: All right, so um, with that, any uh, town board member comments? Seeing none, Supervisor, do you have anything further for us?
9: Well, I would just like to welcome the new township trustees um, and um, congratulate all five of you on your reelection. It may be one of the only positions in government that you run for one office and win two. And so congratulations on that. I'm excited to work with you all and I think that uh, we too have some challenges in township government as we move forward. Um, but I think we have a dedicated group of individuals and I'm excited to, uh, to tackle those. Um, I would note that all employees are now back in the office uh, in the township. We're not working remotely at all. Everybody's been vaccinated. Um, and we are uh, still accepting appointments we don't have an open door yet but um, um, appointments are welcome and, and quite frankly if somebody knocks on our door our door that is sufficient for an appointment so i'm excited for that excited to have everybody vaccinated um, as i noted we're continuing to work on the housing issues and uh, um, you know i think the the, the future is uncertain but um, but we're, we're providing the programs now um, that are meeting the demands. And I I hope that we can continue that. Um, And and on that same note, um, as you all are aware, the lift program uh, partnership with the city of Champaign and unit four is ongoing. Um, I actually spoke to unit four board uh, last month in April Um, and just um, let them know that we at the township are very interested in working Um, with the lift program um, but specifically with homeless issues issues regarding uh, unit four kids and that's been well received we've already had a few conversations and so um, i think over the next six months uh, that's going to be something that we're going to strive for uh, as a a closer relationship but also um, um, better systems in place for for housing uh, insecurities in unit four Um, and i think that that about summarizes it again congratulations to the new township township trustees.
0: Thank you. We need a motion to adjourn. Uh,
5: Madam township, um, chairperson, I have a motion to adjourn.
10: Second.
0: Any discussion? Clerk, please call the roll.
7: Board member Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Bulmer? Yes. Blatney? Yes. Enicas, Yes. Kyle? Yes. Pianfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Chairperson Finan.
0: Yes, we are adjourned. I'd like to now call to order the city council meeting for May 4th, 2021. Uh, will the clerk please call the roll?
7: Council member Beck. Present. Bruno. Here. Palmer? Present. Gladney. Present. Enicas, Here. Kyles, Here. P. and Fetty? Here. Williams. Here. Mayor Finan.
0: I am also here. I don't know if my My screen is locked, so I don't know if my... Okay, I do, I am not muted, that's good. Um, I would ask you to all join me for a moment of silence to be followed by the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Do we have any special recognition this evening? Don't believe that we do, city manager, none. We do not, your honor. Okay, Um, can we have a a motion for approval of minutes?
7: There are no minutes, Your Honor.
0: Thank you. Uh, Do we have any correspondence?
7: We have none, Your Honor.
0: And we have no public hearings. Will you please call
7: the first bill? Council Bill number 2020-13. A resolution approving an intergovernmental agreement with the University of Illinois for the installation of smart sensors on city owned property. So
8: moved. Second.
7: The purpose of this council bill is to approve an agreement
0: with the University of Illinois to install and utilize smart sensors on city owned property for a 10 year period. Are there any technical questions? Seeing none, is there anyone in the audio? Councilmember Gladney.
10: Thanks. Uh, yeah, so I might, maybe I'm being dense here, but I, I guess I just need this explained to me a little bit more. Um, I, I, Where I'm, I guess, getting confused at is, what do these sensors, what are these sensors on? Are they tripped in other words? Do certain things trip them and then they start recording? Or are they on all the time? No, I I believe they're on all the time. Okay. And clarify for me, please, what is it that these are? Let me back up. What do they do? Well, okay. Yeah, go ahead with that. Play that out there.
11: Well, uh, quickly, uh, they record, uh, among other things, temperature, barometric pressure, light level, vibration. carbon monoxide level, nitrogen dioxide level, sulfur dioxide, ozone, ambient sound intensity, and they also count vehicle and pedestrian traffic.
3: Okay.
10: Um, something, and again, this may just be me, but something that I was confused about was um, the, so these this data is recorded and then it's available if people wanna like look at the data, but then I also thought I read that it's, this information is erased. Or do I have that wrong?
11: Well, you're partially right on both counts. Okay. Um, the tabular data, the, the results of information collected, is available and it's downloadable to the public. What is erased are the audio clips and the video clips. Those are used, uh, the audio clip, for example, is used to evaluate the ambient noise level and the, the video is used to do the traffic and pedestrian counts, those are deleted after the process. So what is retained then are the, the counts obtained from that video, for example.
10: Okay. How soon after the data is processed are those, is that audio video deleted?
11: Well, that's a very good, good question. I don't know that I can answer that exactly, but I'm told the processing primarily happens on the sensor box itself so, um, you know, I can't say exactly, but I would assume within 24 hours. Okay.
10: And my final question is, cause I wasn't completely clear on this. So, you know, traffic's collected, that information and, and other things. What about humans? Like, so are people's, you know, faces and images collected as well?
11: No, the intent is simply to get a count and that is all that's preserved. The images are not preserved.
8: Okay. Thank you.
0: Any other technical questions? Council member
6: Why, uh, I guess the, the party seeking this information is the University of Illinois, or are they doing us a favor because we want this information?
11: I think it's really more the other way around. We're essentially helping the university. Uh, The university would like to do some research. We're helping them by allowing them to put these on city polls.
6: Why does the university want to know the ambient sound level?
11: You know, I don't know. I mean, I think once the data is collected, then students and professors have the opportunity to come up with questions we may not have thought of. Uh, So it's a research opportunity.
6: So if a crowd was gathering outside the administration building, chanting, the president must go, the president must go, they'd be able to know how how loud that crowd had become or count how many people were there.
11: I assume they would get some sort of decibel level, but I I don't think they would be able to interpret the words being said. Why not? Well, because the clips are analyzed simply to get that ambient sound level and then they're deleted. It's currently not part of the analysis to to determine what speech is being heard.
6: Do you know if the, um, I see these trucks on campus that's a license plate reader uh, vehicle. They're owned and operated by the University of Illinois. As they go around their campus reading license plates, are they keeping that information? I don't know. Do you know how many cameras are on the University of Illinois campus, security-type cameras, inside and outside?
11: Uh, I know it's in the thousands. Specific number, I couldn't tell you.
6: Um, Okay. Uh, I used to know how many people Memorial Stadium held and how many people the Assembly Hall held because those were numbers the University of Illinois used to be proud of, but I've not seen any publication. Do you know anywhere where they publish how many cameras they have on campus? Do they put that in on the University of Illinois' website or on materials they send to prospective students?
11: I don't know the answer to that one.
6: Okay, Mark, I'm maybe asking you unfair questions, but thank you very much. Uh,
0: I just, I wanted to ask angita Council, um, you had said that this was at the University. These were all for University. But I think the memo says that IT is paying for one of the sensors f- because the city is in need of Im- information at the intersection of First and Logan.
11: That That is correct. That was really at my um, asking to add one. This was really, when this came about, we were still discussing the uh, the downtown project that was going to include ice rinks and I thought a center at that location might help us to evaluate any changes in traffic flow through that area, particularly pedestrian.
0: Thank you. Council Member Beck, you had your hand up. Uh,
2: yes. So, and these may be questions that you can't answer, Mark. So, uh, but I do have a couple questions in regards to the storage and use of the video and audio. Um, is there anything in the policy, because I didn't see anything, um, that limits who can use the video or audio? Is it open to, for example, law enforcement use, or is it, um, available for, uh, you know, use by anyone else that, or, or, or is there a definitive policy that says it will never ever be open to use for anybody else?
11: Well, I think first and foremost is the video and audio is deleted after it's processed, after it's analyzed to get the tabular data from it. So- That's
2: the current policy, correct? Yeah. But we, there's nothing that, per, that says that that policy couldn't change. Well,
11: I, I suppose you're correct. However, if that were the case, we would have the ability to ask them to turn the cameras off if we if we desired.
2: So how would we know
11: Well, I'm going to take it on good faith we'd be informed of any policy change.
2: Or how would we know that their own policy was broken? Uh, Because we don't have any control over it, right? This would all be controlled by an outside entity on our polls, essentially. Yes. And it's not actually controlled by the University of Illinois. It's controlled by Array of Things, which is yet another party, correct? Yes. So it's not actually the University of Illinois that we're dealing with when we're talking about the use of this technology, correct?
11: That is correct. It's up. The Array of Things is based in Chicago, but now they have these sensors in dozens of cities actually around the world. Uh, so, so they're the central... Um, Central storage place for the data, the U of I is interesting and is interested in getting access to this data, so they might be able to do some research, literally right here in town. I would would guess that if we opt not to do this, uh, U of I could access this data from another community and conduct research on that. If there were to be any benefit gained, unfortunate side is the benefit would go to some other community, not, not ours
2: okay so and the array of things is this is the array of things a for-profit company or a nonprofit entity a research entity what is not
11: for-profit re- research it was connected with the uh, University of Chicago and the city of Chicago is how they started this because they put these up on streets in Chicago
2: okay all right thank you
11: mm-hmm.
0: anyone else with questions
6: yeah one more
0: that's my brother.
6: Uh These things detect air quality.
11: Yeah, uh, like I mentioned, the carbon monoxide, nitrogen dioxide, sulfur dioxide, ozone.
6: So could they be set to detect that somebody was smoking cigarettes on the University of Illinois campus? Could could they could they look for something that's present in cigarette smoke if they wanted to do research on how many people violate? Campus rules, or
11: well, uh, you're really um, now asking me to come up with some scientific guess here, but I'm assuming it might be possible. I I don't know, you know, the density of smoke that would be required. These things are on streetlights, so they're sitting 17, 18 feet up in the air. So I, I personally don't know if that would be possible, but I might be within the realm of possibility.
6: Okay, thank you.
0: Anyone else? Anyone in the audience wish to address this I, I, issue? I think
11: we had another question.
0: Member is
3: there anything that prevents them from monetizing any of this? You said everything gets deleted, but the overall numbers, the data itself, is there it, is there anything that keeps
11: them from monetizing it? Well, that's a good question. But the data is available for public download to anyone, so. I, I mean, I, I guess that's not to say if, if someone downloaded this data and came up with a clever a clever way to um, make money from it. I I don't know you could prohibit that because the data is available to the public. Is it available in all the areas that they do this research? This uh, to my understanding that that is that's correct. Okay. I actually downloaded some of the data from Chicago just just to take a look at it.
0: Anyone else? I do have a technical question, Mark. Um, and I, I might be asking you stuff you don't know. We keep asking you university-based questions, But there was uh, a story either late last week or the beginning of this week relating to research at the University of Illinois and air pollution um, and um, how it impacted different communities of color and would data from um, the smart sensors be something that could be used in this type of research?
11: I would assume it could. I, I, I guess we're looking at 10 years here, so I would assume there'd be a possibility that these could be pretty easily moved if we wanted to um, you know, collect data in different areas of town.
0: Okay, but even but but it is collecting pollution data. Is that correct? That's yes. part of what it's collecting.
11: Yes, air quality data.
0: And in the policies from array of things, um, they they had a privacy committee that that went through and reviewed their policies. Is that true?
8: I believe that is correct.
0: And they also are scrubbing all personally identifiable information from this data?
11: Yeah, I believe so. I know the intent is not to gather personal identifiable data in any way, shape, or form.
0: So really what's available for download is, is the, I want to say raw data, but it's not raw data. It's the, the analyzed data so that people can use it for other research related where they need this information on things like traffic counts or air quality or number of people that are passing by a particular area.
11: Yeah, and essentially you are correct. It really is raw data. I mean, it's, you know, the the nitrogen dioxide count at a specific slice of time, many, many records. So you're just downloading a, a table with a whole lot of collected data.
0: Okay. And do you have any idea how the city of Chicago is utilizing the data to improve what they do for its citizens? I do not. Okay. But that was one of the goals was to use the data then for um, improving quality of life in the city of Chicago.
11: Absolutely. I I mean, uh, we don't know what this data will teach us. But it could very well show us that we've got an air quality problem that it's maybe specific to a location or an entity. So we don't know yet what we'll learn, but that is certainly the intent.
0: Okay. Thank you. Okay. Is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this? Please state your name, city of residence, and limit your comments to five
6: minutes or less. I'm going to turn the microphone on for Sophie Fox
12: hello I would just like to start off by also saying congrats to everyone who just got inaugurated um, I hope to see you guys doing great things in the future um, now on this idea of the um, system that we're talking about right now I'm just have a few concerns about personal privacy and kind of students walking around maybe doing something they're not to would they would not supposed to would they be getting in trouble for something? not knowing that they are being filmed. I know you said that the um, video and audio gets deleted once it gets put into kind of tabular data, but I still think that is something that should be addressed. Um, And you also said that um, there is technically like a way that someone could get around using this for the wrong reasons. And I was just wondering if there is a way to regulate this because I think This is there, I mean, these are cameras that are checking for air quality, checking for traffic concerns and just overall concerns for the public. But I think it could get kind of mixed around. And I think that's a fair thing to worry about for the population.
0: Thank you, did you have anything further? That's
6: it. All right.
0: Is there anyone else?
6: Madam Mayor, I see no other hands raised.
0: Council comments. Councilmember Bruno. Um.
6: I'll. Uh, I'll go first, I guess, because maybe my questions telegraphed my feelings on this. Um. I'm not ready to accuse anybody of having bad motives now, but I also don't want my fingerprints on government action that makes it easier for people of future years or future generations to violate the civil liberties of Americans or, or figure out, Oh, there's a, there's another way I can use this technology. Uh, One of the things that just in the last part of the, People asking technical questions that came to mind is people who are in the Airbnb market or a Zillow home sales now have to um, contend with the fact that your neighborhood's going to get rated on its air quality and its traffic and everything else that somebody can grab for free and say detrimental about your neighborhood or maybe your block. And it may or may not be an accurate reflection. And if I thought the University of Illinois had behaved uh, over the past 40 years since I got my degrees there, if I thought they'd behaved well with respect to civil liberties, I might still be inclined to uh, wave the orange and blue and say, go for it. This is really cool. I'd like to see you do it. But there have been so many examples where the University of Illinois has let me down in terms of my expectations with respect to civil liberties and privacy rights. Uh, They certainly are not a model of due process when it comes to interactions between their employees or the students. Um, they, They don't have a great track history of providing due process when they get to decide what they think due process should be. And they don't have a great track record for transparency. So now I'm kind of being asked on behalf of the people of the city of Champaign, trust them. They promise they're not going to use this for any, in any bad manner. And, uh, I understand it's a, uh, it's a long, maybe hopeless battle but I'm a little sick and tired of being monitored and watched. Uh, I get enough of that in the private sector. If you try to do any kind of shopping, retail or, or online, and you know that they're listening and watching everything and now they're more and more listening to the audio we speak into our uh, devices in people's homes that are monitoring everybody's private family conversations. In case you maybe say, Alexa, shut off the city council and turn on the Cubs game. Um, you know we're being listened to at every at every turn, and maybe it's a lost cause. But I don't want uh, generations that come after us to say that we just went along with it because they promised us they'd do nothing bad with it. And yet, I can think of a million different ways that they will be tempted to do something bad with it, to follow troublemakers, to ascertain where crowds are forming. Um, and I don't I don't want to help them do that. So they can do their research in Rantoul or in Urbana as far as I'm concerned. But I don't want the city of Champaign to participate in it. And therefore, I'm going to vote no on this. Anyone else?
0: Councilman Rebecca.
2: So on the face of it, it seems like this would gather a lot of really great information that could help our community and help other communities. Um, But like council member Bruno, I have hesitation because I believe that there's lots of opportunity for information to be misused or abused in this case. Um, I think that there is the ability to look at this face value and say, oh, we want to do air quality, but the fact of the matter is, is we are surveilling public spaces with video and audio recordings. Now, the current policy says that we will delete those within—we're not sure what time frame. We're also not sure how the information is actually tabulated. Um, it might be automatic. There might be a human entity involved, but there's also the opportunity for that video to be live streamed. It could be live streamed and not be deleted for every 24 hours. We don't know. We don't know if there will be opportunity for an entity to police said areas 24 hours a day to have someone continually monitor them. We don't know. Yeah, there are lots of cameras on the University of Illinois campus. These cameras are not on the University of Illinois campus. These cameras are on public properties that are maintained by the by the city of Champaign, not the University of Illinois. And I, for one, don't believe that we should have our public surveilled. Certainly not in a time when we have trust issues between government and community, should we be installing something on government held assets that would be monitoring the public? I think that that is a bad move. I think it sends the wrong message. And in the end, I think that we open ourselves up to the possibility of having information misused and abused. And I like council member Bruno do not want to be party to that. And while I may be shouting in the wind as a city council member in Champaign to the big bad data collectors that exist out there, I'm willing to be that lone voice in the wind. And I hope that other council members will join me because we can decide what we want to do in Champaign with our streets and with our light poles. And we can decide that we don't want to have government monitored spaces. We can decide that we want to continue to provide a safe free unmonitored space for people to exist in. And that's what I'm gonna vote for tonight. So I'm going to vote no on this, and I hope others will join me in that as well.
4: Awesome. follow Fomer, yeah, I just want to echo the thoughts of my colleagues here. I think, um, you know, again, building a, a level of trust requires that we allow people to to act on their own, and so this continuous surveillance is um, is is certainly not providing that level of comfort and um, I, I see at least to me there's there's nothing here that guarantees or that that reassures me that this information can't be abused or misused in some way that um, that neglects or 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 harms our citizens so I, I I do feel that we have a responsibility to um, to look out for our our city and our our fellow neighbors, and um, so I, I too will be voting no.
0: Anyone else,
4: Councilmember Gladney?
10: Yeah, real quick, I want to circle back to a, a question. So maybe hopefully, IT Director Tolson can answer this. Um, you know, periodically people may wanna like, I'll I'll see the question asked in the paper, like what's the busiest intersection in Champaign or whatnot, or the five busiest intersections and stuff. And they'll be able to get an answer. And I guess my question is, how is that data collected? How do we know, for example, what the busiest intersections are in town?
11: Well, that's a good question. I'm gonna guess at an answer here, and that would be through QOTS over at the Regional Planning Commission the urban area transportation study, is they periodically take traffic counts around the community to determine just that information. How do they do that, though? Well, they literally send people out. I I think in some cases, they may use, I don't know what they're called, but sometimes you may see that. Looks like almost a black rubber strip running across the road that simply records when tires cross over it.
10: Okay. Thank you all right, so yeah, not to sound like an echo chamber, but um, you know I, I'm, I'm actually kind of on the edge about this because there's a part of me, as it's already kind of been mentioned here, it is feel like kind of shutting the stable door after all the horses have left uh, you know because we are in such a surveilled society that, Making some kind of principle stand in this regard it seems, I don't know, I, not to sound pessimistic, but it almost sounds kind of useless. Um, that said, in this particular scenario, which by, I'll remind folks, this is not the first time this has come before us. Um, in this particular scenario, there just are too many unanswered questions. And this is not at all, um, I'm not blaming you at all, you know. Mark about this um it's just I don't know I feel at this point there should be more information I mean I read through the agenda item for this I had questions uh you know I asked questions tonight and there just weren't I I don't know there weren't enough answers um so yeah uh I, I I think I'm probably gonna vote no on this but uh that's
0: my comments. Councilmember Panthetti.
5: Thank you, Your Honor. I think the struggle I'm having is um, exactly what um, Council Member Gladney um, just brought up. This is the second time it's come before us and I feel like we're having this exact same conversation except there are a few new faces on council and at this point um, I feel like we should be able, this should have been a no brainer. You know, we're in a community that is a hub of innovation. We should be able to be a smart city. Like I was really excited. And I thought like the document that would be coming before me would be a little bit more robust with some of the answers to the questions that were asked the first time around, except I'm hearing them being asked again because I feel like this was almost like recycled from the first time, as if we, we won't really remember what we read the first time, but maybe there was the addition of, oh, we, we went through a privacy like committee now. And so there are all these things because you know, part of me thinks this is like everybody else, there's some really good that could come of this, but there's that edge that is not really addressing some of the concerns we have that may be, you know, some representative from the array of things, like if somebody were to have spoken or somebody to have said, this is our trajectory, these are some of the things. So it, it, it wasn't you, Mark, that that needed to try and field all these questions from Argonne lab's perspective or the university's perspective. And and so that we're not sitting here trying to speculate what may be going on with data, what may be some long-term research questions, and all these different things that for me, I mean, this was something that I I, I almost felt disappointed when I was reading it, because I was waiting, I was waiting for those moments, and I thought, this may not fly because I could hear the questions coming again the exact same way they did the first time around because it wasn't addressing any of our concerns in the way that I felt they should be addressed because we do have an obligation to make sure that like um, our, the, the community member address now like if there are concerns, although you know, if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, that's on you. You have to take accountability for that. But we also have to be mindful of if there are going to be ways to access data that you were unaware of, we have to make sure that we are being mindful of that. So we have to, we have to know how that might, might be accessed. So I you know this was not what I thought the document should have been or how we should be thinking about what would be best for our champagne community.
0: Council member Negus.
3: Yeah, I'd like to echo everything that everybody was saying but go a little more in depth just a few of the comments that you guys made. Um, to highlight a few things. Things like uh, Councilman Bruno said, something as simple as an Airbnb being downgraded because of some numbers that make it look like a bad area or whatnot. It's very easy to let, to let the beauty of technology and the simplicity of it you know, make decisions for us or answer questions for us, but it takes the humanity out of what we are doing in the community. It's very easy to say, oh, well, this is a bad area or these things are bad because these numbers say so. But it, it's our responsibility as council people to be aware of these things in our community, to be in the communities and understand these issues firsthand versus just looking at numbers and say, okay, well, this is, we're going to make this decision based on this number here, or according to this, this is going to be an area that, you know, needs or doesn't need support. And the numbers, can tell a story, but I don't think it tells the whole story. And uh, that's just one simple side of things. The other part of it is the bigger part of it is privacy. Um, They can say, you know, delete data and whatnot, but data can be replicated. Um, Who's to say that a company doesn't get bought out and policies change? Um, You know, in terms of legality, what prevents anyone from subpoenaing, you know, drawing a subpoena for this type of information? You know, as everyone else has been saying, too many unanswered questions. So I'm going to lean into no on this just because, you know, there's just not enough information for us to we we're really letting go of of, uh, control of a lot of that information. And it's it's not anyone's information, but the people who uh, make that information up. And again, we have a responsibility, I feel, to our constituency to protect that data, to protect that privacy. And to do the things necessary to improve our areas and to keep them safe, you know, to do the work that's necessary without all the fancy bells and whistles. It might be easier with other stuff like technology, but there's, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of hard work. And again, keeping that humanity involved with what we're doing in the community.
0: Anyone else? I I guess I would say that for me, this is a little bit of a struggle. I have voted against red light cameras. I have voted in favor of cameras on campus. I mean, we talk about not using government property, but we let the University of Illinois affix cameras to our city government property on campus for safety reasons and we voted to do that. Um, You know, it's... I I am concerned about the civil liberties issues. I also think that the, the research is important. The research about the environmental impact on black and brown communities that has now made national news um, that came from the university of Illinois is important research and the tools to do that um, research is important as well. And we are the home of this flagship campus. And I would love to see more research opportunities and partnerships with the university. I think the thing I am the most disappointed with is as I look at the the agreement for the policies for the array of things, it talks about collaborative meetings with the community to explain policies and procedures, to make sure everybody's comfortable with the safety, security, and privacy of the network and the potential benefits that the network could provide in any area where it is, it is being provided. Um, we did have some university people here when we talked about it the first time. And you know, it is coming back for a second time. So maybe that's why they aren't present tonight. But if those things have been done, if the meetings with the community and, larger explanations about how this data would be used and what the security and privacy issues are um, were provided. I feel like as council member P.M. stated, um, we're kind of rereading the same information when I think what we did was defer it because we wanted some of that additional information. We wanted to, to provide the opportunity for this partnership. Um, and we're kind of left in a situation where um, it's hard to hard to approve it based on the information that we have before us. And um, And that, I guess, makes me sad because I do think that, um, we want to be an innovative city. We want to partner with the university on their research, and we, you know, why would we want to drive the University of Illinois into other communities to do this type of research when they could be doing it here in their home community, and we could be benefiting as well um, from that information and adjusting our city policies around the information we gather. So. I think it's a missed opportunity and I'm sorry that we don't have the information that we need. Um, I mean, it may, I suppose it could pass, but based on the comments, I'm guessing that it won't. So with that, I'd like to ask the clerk to please call the roll.
7: Council Member Beck? No. Bruno? No. Bulmer? No. No. Gladby? No. Enriquez? No. Kyles? No. Pianfetti? No. Williams? No. Mayor Finan?
0: No. The resolution council bill fails. Please call the next council bill. Council number
7: 2021 52. An ordinance approving emergency orders and extending Council Bill 2020 22 relating to the COVID 19 emergency.
0: So moved. Second. This Council Bill will approve the continuation of Council Bill 2020. 22, an ordinance related to the emergency created by the impact of the COVID-19 virus as modified by the new extension ordinance until the first regular city council meeting in June, unless it is amended or repealed by the city council before that date. The council bill would also approve the continuance of various emergency orders as detailed on exhibit A to the council bill. Most orders provide increased flexibility relating to business operations. Are there any technical questions? Is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue? I don't see any, is there any council comment? Will the clerk please call the roll?
7: Councilmember Beck, yes. Bruno, yes. Ulmer? yes. Gladney, yes. Eniquez, yes. Hiles, yes. Ian and Fetty, yes. Williams, yes. Mayor Finan, yes.
0: Council passes nine to zero. Please call the next bill.
7: Council Bill number 2021-53 an ordinance amending section 20-26 of the Champaign Municipal Code 1985
10: as amended. So moved. Second.
0: The purpose of this council bill is to waive license year 2021-2022 massage establishment license fees. Are there any technical questions? Is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue?
6: There's no hands raised, Madam Mayor.
0: All right, is there any council comment? Council Member
7: Fed.
5: Thank you, Your Honor. Um, I'm really appreciative that um, this has come on the agenda and um, thank you, um, Kate and Marilyn for the work um, behind the scenes to bring this on the agenda. Um, One of the comments that I do have in terms of um, something to consider is whether or not it could come back. Um, I'm certainly in support of this and will vote yes on it this evening and um, hope that others will um, join me in that as well. But I would love to see um, it come back maybe in six to nine months and with consideration that this and others in similar licensing categories um, and maybe terminate it um, if we don't see it as a necessary license category. I think we've talked a lot about different licensing categories that may or may not be necessary and similar to this one that um, we haven't really looked at since 1985 or so, maybe even. Um, past that, um, I think it's time for us to really look at different licensing categories. And this was a really good step in the right direction. But um, I would ask that maybe it come back on maybe in six to nine months to consider terminating it completely. I know with the small business owners that talked to me about this and waiving the fee for this year again, <clears throat> because of COVID, um, we do, as said in the document, it is a $200 fee for them um, that we charge. Um, They also pay a state licensing fee um, to be massage therapists. Um, That's on top of what we charge for them. Um, So I would like to see that and other licensing categories be revisited in about six to nine months. So But I am in support of waiving it for this year as these small businesses are trying to reestablish themselves um, and get themselves back on their feet for um, and uh, while COVID is being reissued.
0: So thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Councilmember Bruno.
6: Well, I completely uh, would like to align myself with the remarks by Councilmember Pianfetti. I agree with her. I agree that we should set our minds to take a look at whether we need this license on a local level at all at some future meeting. I note that, uh, one of the factors pointed out to us on tonight's bill is that we make $3,400 a year on these licenses, but you know, that's our gross revenue. We probably spend much of that issuing the licenses and and spending staff time to explain to people about how the license process works and having them come in and buy a license so it's not thirty four hundred dollars of pure revenue it may be a small fraction of that and it's a big hassle for citizens who just want to go about their business and this is one this is a business that has a um, you know has a long and storied History, but is now regulated largely by state law, to eliminate some of the problems that people thought existed in this industry 50 years ago. So I, uh, I support drop. It, I support this ordinance tonight, and I support the idea that maybe we should re-examine this entire permit at some point in the future. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Anyone else? Councilmember
3: yeah to put things into perspective for the service industry when you're talking about a $200 fine it's about probably maybe 4 hours of work and that's there's a very high uh, turnover rate in terms of burnout when it comes to massage therapists a lot of them don't make it past maybe 3 years just cuz the work is very physically taxing on the hands or some that you know do have longevity but you know that much work just to you know have that fee or just to pay for that fee is very uh, significant. So I completely, uh, I'm in support of uh, terminating that fee and uh, look forward to re-examining it in the future.
0: Anyone else? Please call the roll.
7: Council member Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Bulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Daniquez? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Pienfetti? Yes. Williams? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes.
0: Council passes 9 to 0. Please call the next spell.
7: Council number 2021-54, a resolution approving the purchase of multi-factor authentication licenses. So
0: moved.
10: Second.
7: The
0: purpose of the council bill is to approve the purchase of additional HID digital persona MFA licenses from digital persona Inc. These licenses are used to provide multi-factor authentication protection for all users accessing email through the city's Microsoft 365 accounts. To date, 350 licenses have been purchased for this product at a cost of $34,737.50. The purchase will not exceed 200 licenses at a cost of $99.25 for each maximum for a maximum cost of $19,850 additional, making the potential maximum cost for this project $54,587.50. This purchase would put the cumulative total of the purchases with digital persona Inc. during the fiscal year 2021 over the city's administrative purchasing limit of 35,000. Therefore council approval is required for the purchase. Are there any technical questions? Is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue?
6: Madam Mayor, I see no hands raised.
0: Is there anyone who wishes to comment? Will the clerk please call the roll?
7: Council member Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Palmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Beniquez Yes. Kyle's. Yes. P and Fetty? Yes. Williams? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes,
0: Council Bill is approved 9 to 0. Please call the next bill.
7: Council Bill number 2021 55, a resolution approving the preliminary final plat of Park Hill Replat subdivision. So moved.
10: Second.
0: The purpose of this Council Bill is to approve a preliminary final plat for the Park Hill Replat subdivision. The proposed preliminary final plat will move an existing lot line 34 feet to the west. There are no new lots or new developments being proposed within the subdivision. Are there any technical questions? Seeing none, is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue?
6: Madam Mayor, I see no hands raised.
0: Are there any council comments? Clerk, please call the roll.
7: Councilmember Beck. Yes. Bruno? Yes. Ulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Heniquez? Yes. Kyle? Yes. Betty Yes. Williams? Yes. Mayor Finan?
0: Yes. Council bill passes nine to zero. Please call the last bill.
7: Council bill number 20, 56 a resolution accepting a bid and authorizing the city manager to execute an agreement for the 2021 concrete street improvements project. So moved.
10: Second.
7: This council bill accepts a
0: bid and authorizes the city manager to execute a contract with Deuce Construction Company in Champaign, Illinois for the amount of 1122676000 dollars for the construction of the 2021 concrete street improvement project are there any technical questions seeing none is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address this issue
6: madam mayor i see no hands raised
0: any council comment
7: please call the roll Councilmember beck yes bruno yes balmer Yes. Gladney? Yes. Enikas? Yes. Kyle? Yes. P and Yes. Williams?
8: Yes.
7: Mayor Finan. Yes. Council passes
0: nine to zero. We're now at the point in our meeting for audience participation. If you wish to address council, please. Raise your hand in the Zoom, you'll be unmuted. State your name and city of residence and limit your comments to five minutes
7: or less.
6: Madam Mayor, I'm going to turn the microphone on for Brian Dunn.
13: Hello, my name is Brian Dunn from Champaign, Illinois. I just wanted to start by saying welcome to all the new council members. Uh, It's really exciting to see so many new faces and i just 100 percent appreciate that all of you want to be involved and you know we just have such a great special community that it's just you know i'm excited whenever anyone else is obviously interested in helping to make it better and you know as someone who has uh, been very attentive to city council meetings i it's very clear to me that what we need to make our city better is radical change to our policy we have so many inequities kind of built into the system um, especially racial inequities and the city council so far seems very stagnant on actually changing policies to address these inequities and you know like a couple weeks ago we had the study session on the lift program and in the packet for that there was information including that though racial and socioeconomic achievement gaps often go hand in hand the extreme racial achievement gap in unit four is not explained by socioeconomic status. Achievement levels among black students in unit four are low regardless of the free reduced lunch eligibility. And then it goes on to to have stats like only nine percent of unit four achieving proficiency in ELA which is English language arts compared to 18 percent of black students statewide. Only six percent of black students in unit four are achieving proficiency in math compared to 12% statewide, and you know this was all part of the packet for the lift program. And the amount of money that we decided to budget for the lift program was $250,000. And to me, that's you know just putting a bandaid over a wound that needs sutures. And it needs sutures because we have white supremacy baked into our policy. That is the only reasonable explanation to me for you know, racial discrepancies and, and who has food access and who has vehicles um, and employment and, and who's getting policed. And you know, while we're only investing $250,000 into this program that would help young black community members, we invest 28 million into a policing system that disproportionately harms young black family members and black families. And we understand that, you know, over half of what they're responding to is noise complaints and we just, we had an entire summer of Chief Cobb telling us, hey, you are having the police try to handle things that we should not be handling. He said that multiple times. But I have yet to see any substantial policy change so I just hope that with new members with new faces. um, We have a new vigor for actually taking action and doing what it takes to make our community an equitable place, because there's just, you know, so much value here there's so much potential, but we are just hanging on to these old systems that obviously do not work. And so I just hope that we can change and that we can better ourselves, that we can think critically about how we're spending money and who we're spending money on. And I hope that we can just, you know, continue to build a better community. And I'm excited to have all of you uh, involved in that process. Thank you. Thank you. Turn the
6: microphone on for Craig Walker.
14: Good afternoon. Uh, Craig Walker, city of Champaign. Glad to be back, moved back into this area earlier this year. Um, and I just want to first just say congratulations to the new council members. I'm really excited about this group, uh, and the possibilities of, as the previous speaker, uh, outlined substantive change in how city of Champaign government operates. Um, I do want to say a special shout out to, um, Alicia Beck. I know she was very helpful uh, for bringing some of the new progressives onto council. Uh, I think that there needs to be more of a progressive agenda. And I think we've seen this and as it relates to both city of St. Louis just elected a progressive mayor and several new progressive city council members and substantive change is happening there. I think there's examples of things that can be done around the country that need to be implemented here. But I do believe that that requires Uh, good communications and a very uh, substantive community input. I will say that I have been canvassing through two election cycles, both in November and in March, the city of Champaign, particularly in North Champaign, and spoke to hundreds of voters and, and residents of the city. And I think the number one issue based upon hearing from them is that we have lack of engagement. With the community by the city, and I think a big part of that is the city staff. Uh, I think the city staff has also become somewhat stagnant. Uh, you know, we some of the same people who were here when I left town eight years ago are still in certain places, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the issue is, is that the situation now requires vigor. It requires out of the box thinking. And it requires substantial community engagement. I was just at an event for Pain to Peace, where you had young people, very energetic, very engaged, a very strong class, group. They had moms demand action there, and you know the only councilman Will Kyle's was there, but there was nobody from city staff. And I and I and I find that the, I don't know, so I'm just getting here, but I just as uh, Mr. Cornstrom uh, previously outlined, he's bringing on staff to get more engaged out in the community. We need to get people who work for the city out of the office. And I understand COVID, but COVID has moved past. I can tell you, I canvassed many hundreds of doors, never had any issues on COVID. We have to engage with the people. Um, there's $25 million coming to the city here through the uh Um, program for uh, the uh, COVID. The city of Champaign was allocated that money in large part based on the poverty that exists in Champaign. Poverty was a key component on determining the amount. And yet there's no information that we can go to, to find out how the city is planning to take ideas from the community on how that money is spent, where are the public hearings to discuss how that money is spent. There has to be transparency. There can't, this cannot be a situation where it's all crafted up in the, in the corridors of the city administration and then brought down to city council. So I want to encourage the new council members and other progressives on the council. We have to bring more transparency to the process. We have to bring more, uh, community engagement. And and when I say engagement, it's not having a meeting and have people come. It's about going to see them going to, to to where they're meeting. And then we also have to make an investment as the previous gentleman uh, outlined. This is a significant time in America and a significant time for the city of Champaign. And the resources are there. We all know that. And i and I pledging to you, all of you, and even some of my old foes uh, um, that, are all, that still sit on this council, but I wanna work with you and I wanna work with community members and a lot of other people to bring a productive dialogue on how we can unlock the, pa- the the policies of the past and make investments into the disproportionately impacted area of Champagne, which is primarily North Champagne, but in other areas to address because if the only way we're going to solve this gun violence issue is to to through resources of education and and reducing poverty. So I look forward to working with all of you. And uh, again, congratulations to the new team and um and uh that's all for me today
0: thank you is there anyone else
14: madam mayor i see
6: no other hands raised
0: all right council comment is there any council comment Uh, I do have one thing I've been asked by the group that is sponsoring the Votercade, um, which is a pro voting rights event and pro voting event on that will be on Sunday from one to three to make that announcement. It starts at country fair. Um, they will be driving to then Lincoln square in Urbana and there will be speakers and food and um, outdoor socially distanced opportunities to learn more about voting rights and to support voting rights in our community. Uh, City Manager, do you have any comments? Thank you, Your Honor. Um, The first thing that I would like to say is that I'd like to congratulate all of the council members who began their term today. And on behalf of all
15: of our staff, we look forward to Working with you and implementing Council's vision and direction as we move forward um, with this new Council term. I'd also
0: like to mention that this evening, after the regular meeting, we have a brief presentation on our updated financial transparency portal in a post Council study session. And then after the study session, the administration requests a closed session to discuss collective
15: negotiating matters.
0: Thank you. Uh vouchers.
6: Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the vendor payments in the amount of nine hundred fifty-eight thousand six hundred three dollars twelve cents. Second.
0: Any discussion? Well clerk please call the roll.
7: Council member Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Omer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Anika's? Yes. Kyles? Yes. P. and Betty? Yes. Williams?
8: Yes.
7: Mayor Finan?
0: Yes. Uh, they are approved 9 to 0.
6: Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the payroll of April 16th, 2021, in the amount of $1,820,107.75. Second.
0: Any discussion?
7: Please call the roll. Council Member Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Fulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Eniquez. Yes. Isles. Yes. Pianfetti? Yes. Williams?
13: Yes.
7: Mayor Finan?
0: Yes, that is also approved. And um, am I just turning the study session over to Kay? Or am I turning it over to you, city manager? No, you can turn it directly over to the finance director, thank you. All right. Actually, if you could turn it directly over to Carrie Seams, our city accountant, who will be going through the presentation, thank you.
15: Good evening. So I am Carrie Seams and I am the city accountant and I am here this evening to do a brief demonstration of the new open finance platform. As many of you are aware, we um, launched the financial transparency portal back in November of 2018. It was part of the council goals from the 2017 to 2019 um, time period. And the information in this portal um, flows directly from our financial software system, Tyler Munis, and it's updated on a weekly basis. Um, Also in 2019, Tyler Technologies acquired a company known as Socrata, and Socrata is a company that pioneered the concept of open data for state, local, and federal governments. And recently Tyler Technologies made the decision to no longer provide um, technical support to their existing transparency customers, which is why we are having to migrate over to this new um, open finance platform, which I will be showing you this evening. Um, This new platform, so our existing portal will be available up until this one goes live first thing tomorrow morning. So with that, I will open up the portal here okay so you'll see here this is the home page of the new portal um if you're looking at this on a larger screen um you will see links across the top but on a smaller screen it condenses them into a menu but we also have links to our other related entities portals as well so the library metcad township and the new public safety record management system um And then here in the middle is a new um, feature in this portal. It's a Google-like search bar. So if there's a specific um, keyword you want to search for, so in this instance, if we want to look up um, anything related to the FIRE, fire, it will bring up um, every hit within the portal for that particular keyword. So you want to look at the um, fires expenditures, you can just enter that, click there, and um, it will bring that up. And then um, in the middle of the page, you'll see these four tiles for revenue, expenditure, vendor payment and payroll information. And I'll go over those all in a little bit more detail here in just a minute. And then scrolling down a little further, you'll find um, quick links to top vendor information. So the top vendors that the city pays, um, the departments in which those expenditures are issued from, as well as the um, categories where those payments are allocated. And then at the bottom, there are quick links to the City of Champaign's um, website, as well as all of our annual financial reports. So the first thing I'll cover is the expenditure information. So um, on the tile, you just click the Explore button. Across the top, um, you will see the, the year. So it will default to the current fiscal year. And just as a reminder, the fiscal year runs July 1st through June 30th. Um, but if you wish to view a prior year, you just select that drop down menu and then all prior years um, that, are, that, that are available to choose from will be in that drop down menu. Um, 2019 is the first fiscal year that we were um, fully in our new software system. And then this will build out as we have um, more years of data. And then here is where you can choose um, different views and how you wanna break um, break down the information. So there are several different options. If you want to view it by function, department, division, category, um, you just select what view you want to look at, and then it'll put it, pull it in this nice little bar chart. So um, if you hover over any of the items in this bar chart, it will bring up, um, it will show you the dollars associated with it, um, both the budget and the actual expenditures. And if you want to look at it in the ledger view, you just scroll down a little bit further and all those same numbers and they're in the same order down here. Um, And then you can click on items within um, the chart. So if you want to drill down further on, say, the public works department, you just click public works, and then it will go down through each of the different. So these are all the funds that the um, public works department is associated with. We want to look into the general fund and then you can just, you can click all the way down until it gets to the subcategory, which is the um, account where things are charged to. Um, It it does provide this hierarchy over here on the left-hand side. So if at any point you want to um, go back um, a level, you just click, you know, the next button up, or if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, you just go back to the very first button and that puts you back to where you started from. Um, I also want to point out that over here on the right-hand side, there are different views. So if you don't like this bar chart view and you want to view it in a pie chart, that's available Um, and it has a line graph as well. So there are different options there that you can play with. Um, And then you can also sort different. So if you don't want to see them in descending order, you can um, sort them alphabetically Um, and that option is available as well. So next I will go over the vendor information. So going back to the homepage, you just click on the explore tab. Um, This information looks identical to the expenditure um, tab. Once again, your years across the top here. Now, one thing that's different about this section is that you can view all years together So if for some reason you wanna view all the fiscal years that are in here together, you can just click on this all years button and it will provide you that data for all years um, together. And then once again, it can be broken down by all of the same levels that you can on the expenditure side. Um, And then there's this checkbook view over here, which truly looks like a checkbook. It shows you the vendor that was paid, the department it was paid out of an invoice description the account it was charged to check date amount all that information um, but what I want to point out here is if you want to look at it based on a specific department only and not everything in the city at once on the spending summary you have to select that department first so for instance if we want to look just at public works expenses we would need to select public works first and then move over here to our checkbook, and then it will only filter out those public works expenses. And then, any of these um, columns with these drop down menus, you can um, change the, the view. So, if you want to, um, to you know, change the order, you can do that. Um, and one other thing I want to point out is you will see several payments made to um, a purchase card vendor. So since the city utilizes purchase cards, which are very similar to um, a company credit card, um, obviously we pay the credit card company directly. We don't pay the vendor directly. So within the invoice description, you will see that we've entered in um, the exact vendor that was paid with that transaction. And then um, another capability is here, if, if there's a specific vendor you have in mind that you want to search for, you can just type that vendor in here and click OK, and then it will filter out and sort um, and provide only that vendor's payments. And then if you wanna anytime clear your filters, you just clear and it puts you back to where you started. Um, And then the last feature I wanna point out here is the option to download. So if you would like to download the information into an Excel file that then you can use to, you know, save or manipulate the data, you just click this little download button. And it downloads quickly into an Excel document that um, then you can open up and um, and manipulate. Like I said, it looks exactly like the information that is in the portal. And then um, I'll go back and cover the revenues. So um, back to the home page, the revenue information. Um, once again, you just click on that tile. You click the Explore button, and it brings up the revenue information. Same exact look as the others. Um, and you once again have different sort options. So if you would like to view by a specific category or subcategory, in this case, if we wanna look at the general fund, um, we wanna see what revenues are received into the general fund, um, we just can click and we can um, drill down. So we see that taxes is the number one revenue um, received into the general fund. And if we wanna know a little bit more about what those taxes are, then we can just click on that Um, taxes button and then it just keeps drilling down and once again the bottom you see all of those numbers in a ledger view as well and then the last thing that I'll point out is the um, payroll information so it's the last tile here on the home page click explore and it will open up and provide um, the payroll information by function or department So if you want to look at a particular department, um, we'll take a look at the finance department. You just click on the information or the bar in the chart, and then it will bring up the total payroll. So it will show you um, the total base pay, overtime pay, other pay, and then employer paid benefits. And I do want to point out that other pay um, represents essentially all other kinds of pay other than base pay and overtime pay. So it's things like vacation pay, sick pay, personal days, uniform allowances, et cetera. And then down at the bottom, you will see that it organizes that data into a a comparative chart so that you can compare um, different fiscal years. And then as we have more years of data in our financial software system, obviously um, these will build out as well. So that concludes um, our presentation for this evening. And just as a reminder, um, we will go live with this first thing tomorrow morning. Um, It will be available via the same link that is on the website now, on the finance department's section of the city's website, um, the financial transparency portal quick link.
0: Thank you. Are there any technical questions? Is there anyone in the audience who wishes to address the council regarding this issue?
1: Madam
13: Mayor, I see no hands raised.
0: Are there any council comments? Councilmember Kyles,
13: I definitely wanna thank you all for the updates on this. I was actually playing around with, with it a little bit more. Um, I remember some of the updates from um, last year and I definitely think that it's a useful tool as we talk about financial transparency uh, but just to something that you can—it's—it's um, it's actually pretty uh, user-friendly. So definitely looking to to uh, to look at it even more, and probably be contacting you uh, to uh, see some of the other features of this uh, this portal.
0: Anyone else? All right, um, I don't know that there's really a study session question regarding that. We appreciate the update, thank you. Um, we need a motion to adjourn and as as a rem- or a closed session, I'm sorry, and then we'll adjourn post-closed session. But as a reminder, we will all get off of this link and then go on to our other Zoom link.
5: Madam Mayor. I move that we move into closed session to discuss uh, matters of collective collective negotiations, followed by adjournment.
7: Second.
0: All right, is there any discussion?
7: Will the clerk please call the roll? Councilmember Member Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Bulmer? Yes. Gladney? Yes. Aniquez Yes. Kyle? Yes. Pianfari. Yes. Williams.
8: Yes.
7: Mayor Finan. Yes,
0: we are recessed into closed session to be followed by adjournment. I'll see you on the other link.